especially inside the workplace, you guys really can jockey for a sense of belonging and attention. And I mean, there's a sense that somebody has all the power and maybe this is uncomfortable for you, right? Not that you necessarily want the mantle or the responsibility of power, being able to tell people where to be, when to be there and for how long, nah, not necessarily. But maybe you're caught inside of that dynamic. That can be a little piece of ego warfare at play. But we have to remember that there is a leader inside of each and every one of us because leadership isn't, isn't, isn't honor bestowed on you from somebody else. Nobody tells you you need to be a leader. You have to take the mantle. It isn't honor. It's a sense of self-pride. So today we're going to talk about how we're going to walk the walk of a leader because leadership, my friends, it's the red button, if you will, inside of that ego warfare. See what I did there? On Ego Killer, Johan right here with you. We're looking for it, my friends. Digging for gold between the ears. Peeling back the human psyche, right? And pushing forward no matter what. Giving each other usable, actionable, in fact, pieces of advice. And ones that we can use to get by the sticking points that we've noticed when looking back. Inside the dynamics of our work, we notice somebody has really got all the power and they're using it. They're using it to dictate the vibe inside of our work, right? Making it harder for some to be productive, maybe easier for themselves if they're not a very good leader. Has that ever been you guys? Are you caught inside of a power dynamic? In fact, what I really want to know is if you guys are stuck inside of some tug of war, right? Where you feel you have more to say, you have more to offer, you have a need to express yourself and you're just being stifled. Stifled maybe because, yeah, you're not the loud type. You're not the talker. You're not the loquacious type, right? But that someone else is really obnoxious. Maybe that somebody has a title that's a little bit above yours. They're sucking all the oxygen up out the room. And so you don't really feel as though you're able, edgewise, to express those things. What I want to know is from you guys especially, what is it like for you guys? Have you been inside of a ego dynamic, a power dynamic based purely on ego. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about the subtle battles of ego that exist. Maybe I'll tell you a fight story. <laughs> I can already think of a couple off the top of my head when I think about the nature of ego-driven leadership right there. All right. And what we're talking about is ego warfare, ego warfare. And by the end of this, I'm going to show you guys that being able to march to the beat of your own leadership, inspire others, is the red button to end that ego war that might be going on between you and somebody that is nearby that has maybe a little bit too much influence on how you move at work, maybe inside your personal life. If not for nothing else, it's not their title. It's not that they're better. It's not even that you're letting them do it, <laughs> right? You're kind of like, ah, you can run the show because I'm letting you. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything. I'm letting you kind of make sure that you want all that extra responsibility of running an entire team. 
This entire motley crew of individuals don't really want to listen to you. Nah, you go ahead and do that, right? It's not even just that. It's that maybe, maybe they just have a little bit more to say. All right, so we're talking about power dynamics. When we talk about this ego warfare, it's this dance of influenced by individual egos at the table in our personal and professional lives. All right. We have to then take a little second and understand this is all what I like to call ego food. Ego food. Right? The story of the bully that comes along and only picks on people they know they can pick on. Unwilling to lose, to take an L in any squabble, in any fight, in any scrap. The biggest bullies amongst us are very adept at picking out weaklings that they think that they could pick on without impunity or with impunity because it's in picking on them that they assert their dominance. But we all know the truth. These bullies are often the people who need to assert their dominance the most. They're wearing that armor. That's kind of what we're talking about when we talk about how fragile that ego can be, right? It's like the logo, right? The ego killer logo is that huge G that's knocking out the two, the E and the O, right? My logo. And the impression is that ain't nothing but a really big G, right? That ain't nothing but an inflatable sense of identity, which is what the ego is. Let's break it down. I'm blessed, you guys, because it's close to the holidays, and I hope you guys are able to express yourself the best you can, right? We get locked down in transition, in, in tradition and what tradition should be, and I hope that this time around, um, you're finding that your tradition maybe is one that you're going to do new, that you're setting a new tradition for yourself, and then you've kind of identified that your old tradition is working, so you're doing more of that, right? Maybe it's wearing the stupid sweaters with the lights on it that are itchy and sitting at the dinner table with no like, no wine or alcohol in sight and saying nothing while the elders chop game right in front of you, right? You're not allowed to say nothing, right? Or maybe you are now the head of family. You're the co-head of family right there, and this is a new tradition for you. And you guys do a certain thing that's been handed down. If that's the case, I hope you're doing more of it this year and less of what you don't want to do. And if you don't have a tradition, you're setting yourself up with a new one by sticking close to the, the values, right? The Oh, I love the, the, the familial ties that I have during Christmas. Or, you know what? I'm about that materialism. I love giving and spending gifts, right? Me personally, I like seeing the lights. So if, when I hit, when I go down that one street, Right with the houses that are like four city blocks long, one yard. Right, some sixty-one-year-old just went out there and spent the last October putting up two hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of bling. I walk by and I see that house drip. I know it's the holidays. Right, I know it's the holidays. That could be a kind of warfare, right? And then across the street, the nefarious neighbor looks onward and says, "Did they just get?" A dripped out Santa Claus on the top of the roof. I could do you one better. Platinum. We're talking though about the prevalence of ego warfare. And how we can become better leaders inside of our own spheres. Inside of our own spheres. So that the, what we feel we're not picked on anymore. 
All right. We got to identify how it is to move like this. And one thing that I can offer you guys is a look at the world of coaching. All right. So, I mean, I've been to a bunch of of gyms, a bunch of gyms. And one of the last gyms, I'm not going to name any names here, but I went to one gym and coaches were really, really, really ego driven. In this particular gym, yo, you couldn't, it was really different than every other gym or dojo that I'd ever been to because most gyms or dojos that you go to, you can kind of, um, if you qualify to work and to spar, you could get invited to spar with, with the team. There have been times where I've traveled to Pasadena, right? Pasadena, and I call up the school beforehand, and I say, yo, can I work with you guys? I know you guys have a team practice. And the coach is like, are you a spy? And I'm like, no. And they're like, cool. And you come in, and I got to work with with um, professionals, you know, for, for, a, for a Saturday practice that was like two hours long. And I left there limping. <laughs> that was the type of place where I'd say there was no ego. But in this particular gym, the head coach was a really headstrong fellow, right? Very headstrong fellow. And there were just rules. There were written rules and unwritten rules. And this guy, I mean, people were cool with him. He was a really cool guy. But there was a massive ego in the way. There was a massive ego in the way. And you could not really get a chance to move like you could in these other fight gyms. If you wanted to spar, it was maybe. And if you wanted to do X, it was a maybe. And, um, you know, sometimes if you weren't able to train, coach would just look at you, write you off, never speak to you again, pretty much. But then on other occasions, same coach would, you know, try to pick you up when he's down. It was just based on how he was feeling. Ego-driven. Ego-driven. Right. And in one particular case, a lot of the students that he had many years ago, and I was one of them, we all left. Now you're getting top notch coaching. He's definitely one of the triple OGs in the Muay Thai kickboxing and boxing space in around Northern California area. Right. Definitely was that a hundred percent. Right. Has his stripes. Has his silver back going down. He was that dude. He was one of the pioneers, if you ask me, in the Northern California-ish area. And yet we had students leaving, right? Too much ego, right? There was one very large ego and a lot of smaller egos. There just wasn't enough room for all this, all of these big G's to roll around in the room. And so you, what you would have in that particular coach was this strong presence who was a leader, no doubt, christened with the title of coach and leaned on by a lot of students. Yo, lead me. Show me what the next move is. Show me how to move. Tell me that I'm good at what I do. You know what I'm saying? Bestow approval on me. Let me get some of that honor. Let me touch thy garment, thy vestment, right? But at the same time, students would flock out when they had to because the egos were too big. A little bit of that ego warfare. Has that ever been you? Maybe you're not in a situation where you could just change gyms. Maybe you're at the job site, right? Maybe you have a boss that is unattentive. Maybe you have another boss that you've had before that is 
overly attentive. Maybe they get in a little bit too personally, right? I've seen both of those situations right there. How do you maintain your sense of identity while being kind of crushed, right? You're being crushed by the thumb of hegemony and ego by that person, that leader, right? That coach, that boss. We have to understand that. In a professional setting or in a coaching setting, the workplace dynamics, who's going to rise up the ladder? Oh, I don't want them to rise too high. Who's picking and choosing? All of these things can become very complex, right? And what we talk about when we think about with the nature of egos, we talk about dominance. We talk about dominance. We talk that somebody is using their ego, or guided by their ego and asserting dominance over a group of other people, thereby failing to be a quality leader. Who is that in your life that's been like that, right? Who is that in your life that's been like that? Maybe somebody that has always had the family reunions, brought you all together and everything, but these things always turn into disasters. Why? Why? Because Unk always got to start something, always got to bring up that old stuff. Right. Or, you know, auntie over there always has to make a comment on the tattoos, on the hair. You know what I mean? Always got to have a comment. Always asking who your new, you know, (laughs) who you're crushing on that you're bringing to the family reunion. This is what we call overbearing. This is what we call someone that's ego driven, not looking out for the many. And so when that happens, we have to spend a little bit of time looking out for self and adopting leadership qualities. All right. So I look, I hope you guys have got your workout in. I'm looking outside. It's dark and I know that I have to go and get mine in too, but the darker it gets, my legs get heavier. How does that work? It's dark matter. That's what that is, right? That's dark matter. The darker it gets outside, the heavier your legs get. Let me know, you guys. Are you guys morning or evening workout people? I've always said it's easier in the morning. (laughs) It's just easier. You have more energy. You have more energy in the morning. You don't feel like you do, but but you do, right? You do. And not only that, it's before that cortisol concentration starts to, uh, you know, double, triple itself up, you know? Um. I'll get out there though. <laughs> Guys, there is a lot that we have to cover today, but if you do have questions about your eating, I have a website. I have a certification. You're going to like both of them. All right. CoachYohanCSCS.com. Click certify. I'm going to run a f- workshop every month right there. All right. If you do it towards the beginning of the offering time, you get um, an early bird special. But if you don't want any of that and you just want to know, Everything you need to know about eating that isn't a high level, you know, you're about to get your master's in nutrition question, I can help you with that too. All the questions you've been asked lately are wondering yourself about nutrition. I have an ebook and a set of documents for you, and they're free. This is 90 pages of nutrition jumpstart gold for you. So go ahead and hit that up on the website, coachjohancscs.com. I've been thinking about ego dynamics and ego warfare, right? And I remember I trained a girl, a lady, a woman, and 
Mary was a chain-smoking, motorcycle-driving. She was funny. She was probably a little unhealthy in terms of habit anyway. Every time she would work out, she would push it to the absolute limit. She was intense in terms of how much energy she donated to every workout. And she was really with the business. Like she pushed herself past the limit every time. Then she would leave the session, stand outside <laughs> and uh work back some some nicotine. Get it all back in nicotine. <laughs> in fact, sometimes that smoke would be drifting into the room right there. I'm tri- I'm all triggered because I just quit a few like years before or maybe even a year before and oh man. <sighs> um she would tell me all the time about her having to literally hop on her bike, her motorcycle, and follow some of her employees around because her employees worked delivering packages. And in order to keep them in line, she had to follow them around. And how she was about, she had that hair trigger about when she was going to fire your butt. You're going to fire your ass. The minute she saw that you were acting a fool, the minute she saw you taking a little bit too long in the car right there, you had to swipe and check your text messages instead of launching that package at the front door, right? Like um, Paperboy. Remember that game, Paperboy? She was all too pleased to show your ass to shit can you. (laughs) She was all too pleased. I remember thinking, and she'd tell me, you know, day over day, like, this is the type of leadership that sucks the oxygen about the room. Mary was incredibly callous when it came to the way. (laughs) And she was so excitable. I didn't really have time to be like, chill. This is not the way to deal with people. I just kind of let her go. Because she had a lot to get off her chest for a lot of reasons. All right, a lot of reasons. And um, things that I would never tell are confidential. But this lady was about to fire your ass. And I couldn't help but think that it seeped out into her conversations with her poor, (laughs) about-to-be-fired employees. Every time that Mary was sitting up in there talking with them, these employees were like, Damn, is she going to fire me? Is it going to be today? I know she's about to fire me. Like, I couldn't help but think that because the sheer aggression and fist-waving anger that she would bandy to me, there's no way that she kept that underneath her sweater when she was talking to her employees. It was just the worst type of anger about Delivering packages I had ever seen in my life. The thing is, that's the type of leader that I'm talking about. Because she was dealing with a lot in her personal life, I could see on the back end, whereas her employees saw on the front end, that she was ill-prepared for the responsibility and mantle of full-blown leadership inside of the company that she was running right there. Why? Because she was super capricious about her own emotions. She couldn't keep any of these emotions to herself. She was also really, really funny. But that doesn't help, right? You don't care how funny your boss is when they're following you wearing, like, an anime white painted over helmet with an anime decal on it. Or, like, one of those mohawk helmets with the mohawk on it. 
ridiculous. The type of leadership that she would employ was one of obnoxiousness. So what could we do? We have to employ leadership styles that prioritize influence instead of that. I'll shit can you if you spend too much time like Mary hopping out the car being like I was following you for 10 minutes. That's called dominance. No. Instead, you guys should promote yourself to 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 prioritize influence. Be influential. All right? Demonstrate your expertise. Demonstrate your expertise. Do so to the benefit of your team and inspire others without being ego-driven. What's ego-driven? Ego-driven is do what I say on Monday, do less of what I say on Tuesday, do more of it on Wednesday because it's how I feel. If I'm your boss, it's do what I say, but don't do it as hard on Monday. Then the next Monday, do it more, all right? It isn't just do what I say. That might just be a boss, and we can't be too thin-skinned to be in a spot where we're listening to authority. We're listening to authority, and that authority is about our respect. You listen. You listen. That's all your job has to be. Perform tasks going forward from there. But ego does a little bit much, does much in these particular circumstances. Ego changes its mind all the time. Egotistical leaders, egotistical coaches change their mind, right? All the time. They're telling you one thing on Monday and then by Thursday, some completely different and it doesn't matter. Resorting to ego-driven tactics. You guys have to be a little bit more influential than that, right? We're talking about thinking about the well-being of others, sharing information with each other. Right, Like at times in that gym, sharing information about footwear, about gloves, about places to train. The small group of us that actually left this gym, we were sharing information about better gyms to train at. Formulating team, where team is a healthy growth factor. There are a number of gyms around here actually in the mid to northern California area that have broken off. Because... Ego was running the show. We know that, you know, ego warfare and this dynamic of power, you know, who's got the power and who's asserting it where. I mean, for me personally, and let me know if you guys are like this in the comments, I don't really even play with that stuff right there. And if I even sniff it at a professional level, to be fair, I haven't worked for somebody else in over 10 years. But if I even... Even if I was an independent contractor in a gym, it wasn't like I worked for the gym necessarily. But even when I was in that position, I didn't play power dynamics. I played personal dynamics. Again, sticking to my values instead of just cold blood, black, white, binary, what did you tell me to do and why? That stuff works. But if you have someone that doesn't respect the neuroplasticity, doesn't uh, respect the abstract nature of thought process just doesn't isn't very flexible. You're never going to win them over. And your leaders, your bosses, right, your coaches or whoever you feel is in your your unk right there, uncle, auntie, at the reunion, they're not maybe respecting in that particular situation. 
And so what we have to do is play by your personal values. For me, it was always, I noticed that there is a power dynamic going on. Like somebody says something or tries to, you know, get jab at you, right? Jab at you. You're, you're, you're covering up. You put your guard down. And then they flick that little jab. Oop, just caught you slipping, right? I noticed whenever that happened, when I was working for other members, I would call it out right then and there. And I would always be sure to take the stance on my back foot. I would take the stance of, I'm just being maybe overly defensive, but uh, could you run that by me one more time? Or, hey, could we talk later when there's no other eyeballs around me to influence the way that you're acting? Because you're acting a little big right now, right? Maybe that ego is getting the best of you. Let's do this one-on-one, right? Maybe, you know, when Will Smith goes to hit people, you do a one-on-one. To me, it means way more, right? That show of force in front of a lot of people, that's just kind of wolfing. That's like hooting and hollering. That that goes a long way to make you look dope. But that one-on-one, though, right? That one-on-one where you sit down and have an honest sit-down with somebody, that hits different when you have concerns, when someone's trying to pull the, the power dynamic across across you, right? That one-on-one, that sit-down, right? That old sit-down. They're going to go home and tell their loved ones, like, yo, I had, I had to have a sit-down when one of my employees, one of my students came to me because I wasn't acting right. That's the real hitter. So all that show of force and doing all the hooting and hollering in front of everybody else, I mean... Again, that'll get you some quick points, but really being able to sit down one-on-one and be like, listen, I don't know what happened back there, but you better get right. Because, yes, we are in this dynamic, but I'm also, you know, I deserve my my respect. My values got, and maybe I'm being defensive. Let me know if I am, you know, because I have a tendency to have really strong values in, in a direction that you didn't know about type thing. It's important. Let them hit them without all sit down that usually gets big responses because people know you're not messing around people know that you should not be used and i think that's an all-important thing we need to also learn about self-awareness and all of these things my friends are leadership think about the best leaders that you've ever had the best kind of coaches or coaching systems that i've been under inside of like fighting type gyms have been people who unify everybody together who doesn't matter this person's from the suburbs this person's from the streets this person's from Arizona this person you know grew up an athlete this one didn't but we're all here doing the same thing right this person's a construction worker but this person's a teacher and we're all here doing the same thing. It's the beauty of martial arts, right? I always talk about a great leader and someone who can be a model for you guys to use is someone that respects all of those people's origin stories, right? And has self-awareness. And the best leaders, think about it. Let me know in the comments who are your best leaders. To me, in those situations, in those fight gyms, were ones who are able to Literally forget all those differences, right? Forget all those differences and just focus on the main thing, which was either training together, 
recovering together, having fun, camaraderie inside the gym. Maybe it's collaboration. Maybe it's hearing everybody's ideas. Whatever it is, that that right there is the thing that is heightened the most. And that's how we adopt leadership quality. So, guys, let me know if that works for you guys. Build yourself up into great leaders or express leadership qualities and don't let the ego warfare get to you because that subtle stuff it can be a burden, right? Just got to ignore 95% of that stuff. It ain't for you. And that's usually where that just ego fishing, that's ego fishing right there, right? Hashtag ego fishing, fishing and seeing if you're going to pick up on my petty, petty remarks, right? If I'm a, if I'm a poor leader. Anyway, my friends, I hope you guys use that advice right there and repeat it because that's what it's here to do. Website, CoachYohanCSCS.com. Download your free stuff. It's not going anywhere, but the quicker you download it, the more you know for the longer you know right there, all right? Be prepared for the lives coming up soon. I'm going to do this live for you guys. And I will be back on Monday, all right? Starting to do this weekly. Until then, my friends, have a good weekend. And hey, just might as well stay all the way up.